This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're muted, Nick. Just so you know. Hi, everybody on Stadium, by the way. <laughs> Friday's off to a great start. You're you're not back. The red the red light's on on your mic, so I can I can see you. What's up, everybody? You're joining us okay. on Stadium. Nick is uh, attempting to get his mic unmuted. Perfect. Yeah. Like to know like to know how that happens. Anyway, it's hour number two here on a phenomenal football Friday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, you and my mute button here on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast for the next couple hours by our friends at Stadium, and we got a couple badass hours of wagertainment on the way. We'll continue reacting to the Joe Burrow um, injury news. Burrow done for the season, going to undergo a surgery for torn ligaments in his wrist either sustained during the game last night or before the game and aggravated. We kind of wait for more information there, but Burrow done for the season. Spent the entire first hour of the show unpacking that. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to know how to bet like the Pittsburgh Steelers, you want to know how to bet, you know, team the Cleveland Browns, the Minnesota Vikings, teams the Bengals are playing over the course of the rest of the regular season, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Again, a full hour on the Joe Burrow injury news, hour number one of today's show. Sam Paniotovich is going to join us in just a second to give us football bets for the weekend. Colin Wilson from the Big Bets on Campus podcast in 20 minutes talking college football. When you hear the glass... It's your bookie's ass. P.J. Glasser in 40 minutes from our BetQL Network giving us bets for this weekend. Brad Evans still to come. The coach Dave Wanstead still to come. We'll board the locomotive one hour from now. Ken Barkley's entire college football card for the weekend. And then power hour, final hour. All our bets for tonight. National Hockey League, NBA. And we will give you all our NFL bets for Sunday as well. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity here on Stadium on a Friday is our pal Sam Paniotovich, who you can watch talk about Sports betting on Nesson. You can read and write about, read his writing. I screwed this up every week. On Fox Sports, also check him out on the Bear Bets podcast with our pal Chris Felica and his sports betting podcast is Chicken Dinner. Be sure to check it out wherever you find your podcast. Sam on Twitter at SP Shoot. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? It's going well, man. I am uh, debating, 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 adding the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. I haven't done it yet. We've all been there. When you have the bet in the slip and you just can't push submit, that's where I'm at with Arizona this week. But aside from that, it's been peachy. Sam, uh, another NFL question. I'm sure you saw the Burrow news out for the season. We we did a little of this in the first hour. Of the, well, we did a lot of Burrow injury, but only addressed this topic a little bit. Just like a lot of bettors were really upset last night where it's like we should have known and maybe we would have bet something different and like the NFL the team needs to tell us when a player is hurt and it's like obviously becoming a big deal Bijan Robinson we had this happen a couple weeks ago obviously the NFL and sports betting and sports betting partners are becoming really closely linked did it did that like did it make you mad that the Bengals didn't do anything we did some of this in the first part of the show but just kind of want to get your take too on the, the Bengals not saying anything about Burroughs potential injury obviously until after the game 
everything is case sensitive with this stuff. I wasn't angry because the over came through. Uh, we played over 45 and 46. So it, it wasn't really that big of a deal. I mean, it, even with Jake Browning, the game got over. But if I was on Cincinnati, yeah, I'd be upset about it for sure. But, I mean, this is that blurred line stuff. We just we don't know what's what. You know, the NFL has, has preached integrity for so many years. And remember, when the sports books all started going live, it was the integrity of the sport and everything will be above board. And we continuously get examples like this. Now, granted, not to this stature where you have a, a really, really good quarterback hurt and nobody knows about it. But, I mean, this, this stuff happens all the time in the NFL. And it, you know what? It happens more in college. Uh, one of the games we're going to talk about, Kansas State, Kansas, I expect we're going to have some quarterback news tomorrow. But it's not going to come out until, you know, an hour before the game. And everybody who's on the bet is going to sweat. And I'm going to get texts all day. When's the news coming? And it, it's the worst part of my weekend. But this injury stuff, you know, when we're talking about one of the elite players in the NFL, I promise you if, if Joe Burrow was on the injury report or they, they, they talked about how you know serious this injury might be, a lot of people probably wouldn't have bet the Bengals. Now, there's always going to be that faction that are going to bet it no matter what. But I, I think this is an issue, certainly. So let me let me ask you this, Sam, because I said this in the first hour of the show, and then we'll 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 make sure we have time to get through all your bets. So I bet the Bengals last night in the game, um, and like they're up ten seven when Burrow goes out. And I said in the first hour of the show, if like Burrow is on the injury report, and we saw this with Trevor Lawrence a couple weeks ago with his knee injury, right? And they list him on the injury report, but he practices in full the whole week, and like they would have asked them about it, and I'm sure Zach Taylor and Burrow would have been like, yeah, like he's, well, I'm going to be good to go, and he's going to play in the game, and he practiced in full. Like I would have still bet the Bengals. Now that doesn't mean that I speak for everyone or that I have to be correct about that. So like Sam, let's say you liked the Bengals in the game and you thought they were going to cover the spread, maybe you thought they were going to win outright. Burrow's on the injury report, but he also practices in. Full and they tell you he's good to go. Would you have not bet the Bengals because because he was on the injury report? If that was the side that you liked in the game, it that way, probably not. I mean, then we talk about well, what's the injury in this situation? You know, if he was going to play with a hurt throwing hand, I would have maybe done a double take, but probably still done it. Like I think the bigger concerns are when we're talking about you know ankles especially for mobile quarterbacks like Kyler Murray one year had a high ankle and we bet a lot of money against him and, and it was profitable. Um, you know, throwing shoulder, throwing hand is concerning. Uh, I think obviously that's more important than a back or a, or a toe or whatever. But I, I, I probably, to answer your question, I probably would not have been phased and probably still taken the Bengals. Yeah, it's just, it's all very interesting because like, then the media is going to ask him about it a lot. Then you get more info. Then the cameras are going to be trained on it when he arrives. So maybe you pick up the sleeve better because like now everyone's looking for the same thing. Like it's just, it's, there's like a domino effect here where it's and kind of like maybe this you wouldn't have worn it, right? It's do. like the butterfly effect of this whole thing, right? right? Maybe you wouldn't have worn it. It'd been like, like the scrutiny right. on it. Who knows? Right, exactly. Also, like people don't follow the injury reports that closely, but maybe they just hear like his hands hurt. Like they don't know about limited practice and all this kind of stuff. Like they're not as nuanced in this as as we are. So it just it's all kind of interesting. Sam, why don't we do the NFL first since we were talking about Burrow there and and because you you happen to have a bet on like the game of the year maybe in the NFL, which is the Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Chiefs still about two and a half point favorites at home against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, any any bets here? Side total? What do you like? Maybe the game of the year in the NFL. 
Yeah, it's a good one, and I'm going to blow through these because I know we got we don't have much time. So I, I just I think it's a good number on Kansas City. You know, I, I thought it was going to bounce around three all week. We've seen it touch three, and you know there are groups that like two and a half to lay it, and others that are going to take three, and that's that's the uh, the intuition of a good number, right? That's basically what it is. It's a great number. You're you're having people on both sides batted around, and that's good. But you know, Mahomes, Reed, Kelsey off a of bye, historically great. Um, I, I wasn't going to lay four. I wasn't going to lay five. Not that it would ever get there, but anything sub three, I, I think is a good bet. You know, we talk about all this stuff with Kansas city and still like the mass media doesn't talk about how good this defense is. This is a top five unit in multiple advanced metrics. They have invested a bunch of draft capital on that side of the ball. The secondary has been completely turned over. They pressure the quarterback. The linebackers are solid. This defense might be better than Philly's defense. And I don't think anybody saw that coming this year. So I'm going to take all of those factors and roll it into a Chiefs minus two and a half bet. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a phenomenal football Friday, getting football bets for the weekend from our friend Sam Paniadovich from Nesson Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sam on Twitter at SP Shoot. Sam, let's go to the NFC West, uh, second meeting of the season between the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams won in Seattle in week number one. Matthew Stafford balled out in that game, and he's going to be back under center for the Rams in this game. Basically pick the winner of the game coming up, Sam, between the Rams and the Seahawks. When I first saw the number open in Vegas, I saw Seattle minus two and a half on the road at the Rams, and I knew I was going to bet this game. I didn't actually get two and a half, though, because that thing didn't last all that long, and it was zapped to one basically within a day. Um, you know, why is the six and three team only laying two and a half at the three and six team? Oh, I'll, I'll lay the points. And, and the money has driven it to basically a pick em, As you said, it's simple. It's McVay off a of bye with maybe the healthiest offense guys they've had all season. Stafford is good to go with two weeks to prepare and rest and recover. You got cup and the Kua like that triangle hasn't really been all that healthy this year. And you get the extra time to prepare. So, it's a game that it doesn't make any sense why why Seattle is you know only minus one and I think oftentimes you just expect the unexpected in the NFL. I think we got a great offensive game plan and I think Matthew Stafford has a big game against Seattle. So give me the Rams. Sam, you alluded to this with your your college football bets already. We were talking about Burrow, and you said, look, in college football this weekend, and in college football every weekend, there's a a bunch of games that have quarterback uncertainty, and you're going to get a lot of texts, and this is like a miserable part of your weekend, and it seems to be focused on this Kansas State-Kansas game. I feel like Kansas makes an appearance in our interview with you every week because they're a team that has a ton of quarterback uncertainty. They were on their third quarterback in a loss last week. Like We never know who's going to play. Maybe Kansas State has some of the same issues. You can tell us about it, K-State nine and a half in the game uh k-state been having a really really good season too what are we looking at here what are like the quarterback concerns we should be aware of so we've talked on this show for about a month now i think i told you guys four weeks ago that jalen daniels was probably never going to play again this season at kansas and he's been you know questionable every week and now it's starting to come out that okay he's pretty much done and Jason Bean got his bell rung last week against Texas Tech, which was such a deflating loss for them. I mean, Kansas is 7-2, and two, has every opportunity to go up 8-2 eight, eight to two, uh, on their schedule, eight wins, two losses, and Bean gets hurt. And then they rally back to tie it with like 26 seconds to go, and then Texas Tech kicks the game-winning field goal. They go down the field and, and get 60 yards and score. And now you got to get back off the mat with likely the third quarterback, Cole Ballard, who was 9 of 20 last week. 
I don't think he's any good. There's a drop-off from Daniels to Bean and then a bigger drop from Bean to Ballard. And I, I think we're going to get the, the announcement tomorrow. I mean, look, none of this stuff is concrete. People will go, is this 100%? No, it's not. Nothing is 100% in this racket. But I think nine times out of ten, Jason Bean is not going to play. Um, so I, I was happy to lay. You know, I laid a little eight. We laid some nine. I texted Nick earlier. It was nine and a half. Now it's ten. If Bean's out, the game should probably be 14. It's not going to go that high. It probably goes to 12. But I fully expect Kansas State to be facing a third-string quarterback. And you look at the last four meetings, guys, these have been bloodbaths because the physicality of Kansas State is too much for Kansas. Kansas can't get stops. And then if Kansas is down 14 nothing, how does quarterback three climb back in? It's a tough test. Lance has done an outstanding job this year, Lance Leipold, but – this is just, it's really sad because this team had the opportunity to win nine or 10 games and they've been, they've been churning butter with a lot of adversity, but this is just, this is too tall of a test for them. Sam, we got about three minutes left here and three more games to hit, one being the chuckle. So if you give this one to us in 30 seconds, that would be great. Let's find out if you'll make our guy Jake Hassan happy. What do you have for us with Illinois and Iowa? I'm not laying anything with Iowa and the loss of Cooper to Gene is a big deal. I mean, he's basically the guy that fields the punts and then gets them in the field goal range so they can kick the field goal. He is also their number one corner. He's not going to play. He got hurt at practice this week. And Illinois is actually looking much better on offense. Bielema's feeling himself. I think Illinois is going to win the game outright. Sam, a, a really, really, really important game in the Pac-12 and a really interesting point spread with Washington and Oregon State. Washington, obviously, undefeated, and they have the Heisman, like, second choice at this point. Uh, and and they're a dog in the game, which is really funny because they're obviously, like, awesome and ranked higher than Oregon State. Oregon State, like, less than a field goal. What do we like here in about 30 seconds? Just the over. I have guys on both sides. I know guys that laid one. I know others that took two and a half. Washington is going to throw the ball at will, and Oregon State is going to run it at will. These are two very efficient offenses. As long as we don't get a million turnovers, I think this game should be played into the 70s, like a, you know, a 37-34 type game. I'm on the over. It might be square, but I don't care. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's laugh to close the interview, Sam. Give us a winner, please, for the chuckle game, uh, complete with rotation number. You have about a minute here for this one, so lay it out for us, my friend. The chuckle game for this weekend with rotation number, please. Six and four, a dud last week because your Fordham Rams couldn't score. It was very upsetting. Uh, the rotation number for this week, if I can pull it up on my phone, I just lost it, damn it. I had it ready to go, and then I lost it. It is the over in Maine and New Hampshire. Save your laughter. This total is going to open like... 78 is what I think. And if you know anything about New Hampshire this year, guys, this team absolutely pours it on. Here are some finals. 51-17, 45 42, 54 51, 38 31, 34 28, 45 33. They score, main scores. I don't have the rotation number. I am so apologetic about that. Um, but we're going to take the over in Maine and New Hampshire. I think it's going to open 68-69, and it will be bet up into the 70s. Um, that wow. I can promise you. And, again, you can only hear this stuff on You Better, You Bet. Absolutely love it. Uh, Fordham couldn't Exclusive. score last week. Much, much, 
much, much, much like my career at Fordham, not a lot of scoring. Sam, we appreciate it, brother. Uh, great stuff as always, my friend. Sam, a little self-deprecation. Everyone liked that, apparently. Sam on Twitter, at SP Shoot. Ness and Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Very happy to tell the audience that Sam will be joining us, because obviously Ken and I will not be working next Thursday and Friday. Sam will be joining us prior to the Thanksgiving holiday to give us bets for next weekend. And a chuckle game coming up over Thanksgiving, my friend. We appreciate it. Best of luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Sam, blown away by my genius. Yeah, clearly. Colin, Colin Wilson joins us, giving us college football bets for this weekend. This is the ninth straight pass play for Washington. Penix going far side. Enzo Dunze revenge. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, huge game coming up this weekend in the Pac-12 with Michael Penix in Washington and Oregon State. Our pal Colin Wilson will give us bets for that game and thoughts on and bets for the entire college football slate coming up in a moment. But 20 minutes from now, you'll hear the glass and bookies around the country will be very nervous because P.J. Glasser will be joining the show. That's coming up 20 minutes from now. The locomotive leaves the station in 40 minutes. Brad Evans still to come. The coach Dave Wansett still to come. All our bets for tonight and for NFL Sunday coming up in the final hour of the program. But joining us right now is the aforementioned, the great Colin Wilson from the Action Network and the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Uh, Colin does that podcast, Big Bets on Campus, with our friends Brett McMurphy and Stucky. All of them come on our show and support us. We ask that you, in turn, support them. Check out Big Bets on Campus. You can check out Colin's work at theactionnetwork.com and his bets on the Action Network app. And follow him on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled, of course, with two L's. It's actually like I get a couple notes from people, and when they reference you, Colin, it's always like I love when Colin and and then a parentheses with two L's comes on. People like that, (laughs) apparently. Anyway, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? It's going great, guys. It's uh, I just can't believe we're at the end of the regular season starting next week. Like this is from a content provider in college football. This is like hell week, right? Because it's like you got to cram all of your deadlines in by Tuesday. I'll be I think I'm going to be with you guys next week. But it's like Thanksgiving week is so hard because you got to have instant handicaps fast. But I'm ready. I am ready to go. Well, it's not like there are, you know, not like there are any good games next weekend or anything, too, that you have to cover. Not like Michigan and Ohio right. State are playing, and you had half the week to get ready for everything. So, Colin, normally we do, you know, like title, or we talked about Michigan at the start of a couple of interviews, I think, or Heisman. But you you said something before we came on that you have, like, a really strong position and a really strong take on basically, like, the game of the weekend. Like, game day is at James Madison as kind of like a ceremonial thing, like, let's go to James Madison because it's fun. But if they didn't do that... They should be in Corvallis, right? And everybody was kind of complaining about that because Washington and Oregon State are playing the updated market on this game. So I think people will think, hey, Oregon State's really good, but like Washington hasn't lost and they have one of the Heisman favorites. They're probably maybe at least a favorite in the game or a small favorite. The current updated market is Oregon State by one, one and a half. They were as much as two and a half throughout the course of the week. The total in the game has been bet down, open 64 and a half, now 62 and a half. So basically pick the winner and a total in the low 60s. Uh, what's what's the hot take here on Washington, Oregon State? What do you have your money on? Well, they're they're definitely correlated, right? If you think Oregon State's going to win this game, it's going to be an under because they're going to go ground and pound. If you think it's going to go over, then that's a Washington win. Or that's all correlated. But for me, I am financially heavy on Oregon State. I have been since this line opened up early in the week. Uh, they even opened up plus one yesterday. A boatload of Washington money showed up, pushed this thing back to Oregon State plus one, and today we are back to Oregon State minus one. There is a massive tug of war going on in the market on this game right now 
I'm on the Beavers. I think College Game Day did a real disservice not going to Corvallis. No disrespect to James Madison, but they dumped so much money into Reeser Stadium. I mean, there was only halfway populated last year, so they really missed a huge opportunity here. Oregon State has been fantastic at home since the 2021 season. They're 16-1 and against the spread that's best in the nation since the beginning of 2021. But, I mean, that's not why we make the bets. We make the bets because of the X's and O's and the style. Oregon State is the second-best rushing team in the nation behind Sean Fenwick, Damian Martinez, and DJ Uyunglele. They only trail LSU from having the best rushing team in the nation. Where does Washington struggle defending the run? I mean, bottom 15 in every single statistical category. Then when you go into the red zone and see what they're how they're dominating, or their, their defense has been so bad, especially bad with their backs up against the wall. Washington is near dead last in giving up red zone rushing TDs. So teams that like to run the ball always get touchdowns. Well, that's Oregon State too. And sure, Michael Penix is going to be able to sling it, and he's going to be able to take advantage of the corners on the outside. But that Oregon State defense really firms up when they get in there. They get pushed up against, you know, back behind the 40 and then into the red zone. They're actually top 25 in, in red zone efficiency. I think that's where the difference in the ball game is. I, I don't think Oregon State runs away with this, but the team that can control the line of scrimmage, the team that can run the ball and control how many possessions are going to be in the game, you would take that blindly every single time over a team that's just flashy trying to throw it out, out wide to the, you know, take advantage of corners. You would take the ground game and the possession game all day. So I'm with Oregon State. They're at home. There's some precip coming in. It could affect, you know, a little bit of the throwing game for Penix and some of those wide receivers. I don't think they're going to be able to go over the middle. So uh, there's too many advantages here for Oregon State. The ha- little hashtag precip coming up this weekend. Also, like, I'll disrespect James Madison. Like, that the show should not be there. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. just probably explains um, why the total's going down, too, by the way. We mentioned the total drop. That makes a lot of sense. Colin's telling you there might be bad weather. Yep. Uh, AKA, AKA, a little, little precip. precip. Uh, can yeah. I call it to some Georgia, Georgia, like Tennessee before I take this a sip weekend. of my mug. Here's, here's my precip. It's like when I get it right, <laughs> like, right. Here we go. Like, I got the coffee the right sip. here. Yeah. Here's, yeah. here's the precip. <laughs> you got yep. the sip, but prior to the sip, yeah. of course, is, is, yeah. is the precip. precip. And then you get, yep. and then you get the, and then you get the wintry mix. Uh, Georgia, right. nine and a half point favorite against Tennessee, total 58 and a half, Colin, anything here in the SEC. I think this, if you wanted to buy Georgia all week, now is the time, right at this exact moment. It's been hanging out 10 and a half all week. We're at nine and a half at some of the sharper books. I even see one that I shop out. It just went to nine. Got to get off this and go lay some money on Georgia here with you guys. Um, oh, yeah. the, the, the money I have on this is the under. There's no way I would fade Georgia right now. They're an absolute bullet train. They're in full Death Star mode. They are just destroying planets left and right. That's what they do. This offense is way more potent than the last two that they've had. Sure, the defense isn't as good, but let's talk about that specifically. I mean, I could go on forever, but specifically, who's going to beat Georgia? It's the team that excels in outside zone running. You think about Peyton Thorne and Jarquez Hunter for Auburn. They got to the outside. They blew it all day. You want to think about Brady Cook? Where are his runs? Outside the tackle box. Well, guess what? Tennessee doesn't run outside zone. They've only ran 15 snaps of outside zone. They're a total inside zone. And Georgia only lines six up in the box. So you're running right into the teeth of the strength. The team that beats Georgia is going to run outside zone. That is not Tennessee. This one to me has Tennessee's fired up in the first quarter because they looked so bad last week. We got to save face here. And then they just get blown out in the second half. So I think that nine and nine and a half is definitely uh, agreeable. But I do like the under here because Kirby Smart said repeatedly he wants to establish the rush this week. He wants to be more physical in the trench. I think – it's probably the third or fourth quarter before they go full gear and start throwing downfield. Yeah, I 
I really like Georgia. That makes me really happy to hear you say that. Uh, I am going to ask you about Michigan here only because they have, they have two games left in their season. Harbaugh's not going to coach in this one. The market move in this game, I don't know if this is predictable or not, Colin. Like, Maryland's had a funny year. They lost a million games in a row, but they were kind of supposed to have a high ceiling. They were supposed to be pretty good. So maybe they can yeah. be feisty in this game. They were feisty against Ohio State for a little bit. I, I don't know. Uh, Michigan opened 20. Now it's like 19 on the road against Maryland. Total's 49. And again, Harbaugh will obviously not coach this game for the Wolverines. Any bets here? Just Michigan's been such a hot topic all week. Well, I think you already said the key word, Lockie, which is for a little bit they were involved, right? And that's what Maryland is. It's like we can hit you with some with some bombs. We can be a little tricky. We can get a couple scores up. But in the end, you don't have what it takes around the line of scrimmage to hang with these big boys. And for everybody that's on Maryland, including my podcast partner, Stucky, and even I make this number 17, I think it's a little bit too high. But think about it this way. Maryland was in this exact same spot, in my opinion, with a better offense two years ago. They caught Michigan off Penn State and right before Ohio State. The final score of that game was 59 to 18. Same thing. They were able to hang for a little bit. Then they got blown out. There's no way I would walk in front of Michigan with Harbaugh preaching the Bible in his press conference. Forget it. I'm not getting in front of Michigan until until we get to next week. Maybe. What, what was what was he <laughs> Maybe. what what was he saying with the what was the Bible quote that he gave? I uh, he that. said I uh, last, he said last year was a happy mission. This year is a mission of faith. Uh, it's a mission oh. to speaking truth to power, and it's a mission for us playing for each other as a band of brothers. Now, I can't say that he sampled the Bible there, but he's going with faith, yeah. mission. Like, I mean, it's band We're of brothers. In a lot like, of things. Yeah, yeah he's mix. saying yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, thou, thou shalt do whatever it takes to win, like something like that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. Uh, well, listen, I, I I would go to one of the, one of like the greatest like Bible verses of all time, said by the late great Eddie Guerrero, which is, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't you trying. ain't you." You ain't trying. You better you yeah. better hear with Nick and Ken on a Friday getting college football bets with our friend Colin Wilson. I would say that Jim Harbaugh is like a snake oil salesman, but like I'm yeah. pretty sure he believes everything. He actually believes everything, yeah. everything that he's saying. Just oil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like just straight up, straight up Earl. Just like, uh, like quality Colin, product. Yeah, right. Colin, we've hit some of the biggest games this weekend. Uh, the answer to this question could be another big game. It could be a small game somewhere in between. Your favorite bet for college football this weekend that we have not yet discussed is what and why? How about I give people some ugly favorites? And I say that because you don't want favorites. Everybody wants an underdog to win. I think this is a really bad weekend for that. Texas is going to blow Iowa State out at Ames. That defense cannot stop Quinn Ewers. They didn't stop him last year. They won't stop him now. Rocco Beck is not going to be able to hang with that defense. And what Kansas, Kansas State is going to undress Kansas. I mean, they're just going to leave him for dead on the side of I-35. And the whole thing, it's like, I mean, I have a source inside the Kansas program. That's that from said, the book of Revelations, by the way. Yeah. That, that was Revelations. <laughs> we got to keep these things straight. The skies opened and the Jayhawks were gone. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I mean, Kansas State is going to be on a mission to end like their existence. Uh, they tried to do it last year. They're going to try to do it this year. And they can because Kansas won't be without their quarterback. What Kansas State does on the ground is going to dominate Kansas. So, there's a couple of favorites for you. I know people don't like to take favorites, uh, especially with, when they're over a touchdown, but those are two that you definitely would. Colin, I want to ask you about the Heisman now. And we, we did Washington, Oregon State earlier. Maybe this kind of correlates to how you feel about how the award's going to go, because if you like Oregon State a lot, I mean, that means you think Michael Penix probably isn't going to win. And to be fair, Bo Nix is now a minus favorite. You came on the show several weeks ago, said the guy to buy is Bo Nix at a big price, yeah. and now he's minus. So like you, like you win, 
Like whether he wins the Heisman or not, like you won, like you identified the price and he became minus and you did a great job. Now the noise this week, like, you, all right, now you're holding Bo Nix. Who do you have to dodge? Sounds like you have to dodge Jaden Daniels, who everybody's like super excited about giving this to, despite the fact that LSU has three losses. So Nix is the favorite. Yeah. He's minus. Then it's basically like Penix, Jaden Daniels, Harrison as like a cluster. And then probably no one else we have to talk about. Any updated Heisman thoughts here as you did a really good job a few weeks ago identifying Bo Nix? I understand the love for Jaden Daniels. I understand the tout services that are pushing really hard to get this ticket home. It's not going to get home. And I, I, I'm sorry, but if you ask people that vote for the, for the Heisman Trophy, it's a team. It's now a team award, too. And LSU is not going to play in the SEC Championship. Last year, he probably had a shot because they were playing Georgia in the SEC Championship. But he's not going to play that game. He's going to be off that entire weekend. And you're going to have a display for all the other people that are in this race to try to win that award. Jaden Daniels is going to be at home. Even Marvin Harrison, in my opinion, I would put a bet on Marvin Harrison finishing higher than Jaden Daniels in the voting just because of what Marvin Harrison can do and the fact that he's going to potentially play for a spot in the college football playoff if, if they beat Michigan. So Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and Marvin Harrison Jr. have the platform, they have the TV time, and they have the eyeballs to win this award. Jaden Daniels doesn't, and that's I, it's nothing against his ability. He's beautiful on film, but he's not going to win. Uh, Colin, thoughts here on the upcoming SEC championship game where Georgia's going to play Alabama? Like, obviously, still a lot of time before that game's going to be played. I think Georgia, like, yeah. opened three and have been bet up a little bit. Any early thoughts here on the SEC title game with Georgia and Bama? It, it was five on Monday, and I bought five on Alabama. I bought it uh, a pretty good size, a couple units, and, uh, you know, my number is two and a half. These two teams are on a collision, and I can't find an advantage for either team. I think it's truly down the middle. Someone's going to make a play at the end of the game. There, I mean, there are things that Alabama is doing that can destroy what Georgia's doing in the front seven. There are things that Georgia is doing on offense that are going to destroy Alabama. At this point, I can't find a discernible favorite in that game. I power rate it two and a half. Give me Bama and the points field goal or better. If you can find it, go grab onto it. Cause I don't think it closes three and a half. I would be shocked if it closed three. I think it's more two, two and a half. I mean, you're going to, and then you can come back and hit Georgia, right? You can come back and hit the money line on Georgia when it's that low. So that's the game plan right now. This week, get your Bama tickets in. Two weeks, let's focus on coming back on Georgia. Colin, we had some guests come on the show at the start of the season and 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 messaged me and like on the show gave out New Mexico State to win their conference at like an astronomical price. And now they're yeah. in the title game against Liberty, but they're a really big dog in the game. I think they're like 14 or something. Does my ticket have in 30 seconds, does my ticket have any chance of cashing? Well, listen, our group of five guys, Mike and and Mike Calabrese, were on this train with New Mexico State. Uh, I think Joey Nish is on that train. You're on the train. Everybody's on the train. I'm the only one sitting around with a Liberty, like, plus 275 ticket. They just have too much. They have too good of a run defense. The spread's going to be way too high. And this is what happens. Like, I've been in this position before with UAB. With I mean, with these teams, I've had 20 to 1, 30 to 1s where you don't know what to do because they're such huge underdogs. My best advice, I mean, and there's nothing in the stats that say that they can beat Liberty whatsoever. So I would say play it live and try to get out of it that way because there's, there's really no options. What would Bill O'Reilly say about the betting strategy for that game? For <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll bet it live. We'll bet it live. I'll cap it. I'll cap it. And we'll do it live. <laughs> it sucks. We'll leave, we'll leave, we'll leave, we'll leave 
believe the F-bombs to the side here just for the sake of all of us keeping our jobs. Uh, my friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to having Colin on. Like, I, I, I got to tell you, our guests are the best here on the show. Thanksgiving's next week. Colin usually comes on a Friday. Going to make time for us early in the week, and we sincerely appreciate it. He is on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin, of course, two L's. Action Network at actionnetwork.com. And please check out the Big Bets on Campus podcast for Colin, the aforementioned Stucky, and our good friend, America's College Football Insider, the great Brett McMurphy. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Good luck with the bets, and we'll catch up with you next week prior to the holiday. Thanks for having me, guys. The great Colin Wilson here with us on You Better, You Bet. I mean, there's so much good stuff always when Colin joins us. I loved yeah, Joey Nish might have been the best. The K is the K is silent. It's, it's the K the K is silent. Yeah. You know who and you know who's never silent, Kanish. So that's that's also awesome. you always love when the K is silent. The coming up next. Hang on, let me get my preset coming, going here. Coming up next, N Barkley and Nick Ostos are joined by PJ Glasser giving us bets <laughs> for the weekend. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Football Friday with Nick and Ken here on the BetQL Network. Coming up next hour on the show, Brad Evans joins us, our stadium teammate, host of Live on the Line, uh, noon Eastern weekdays here on Stadium. Uh, Dave Wanstead, the coach, will join us as well, talking National Football League, talking college football. We'll get his thought on Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline for the Maryland game and the Ohio State game, so lots of good stuff still to come. Power hour, final hour of the show, all our bets for tonight and all our bets for Week 11 NFL Sunday. And in 20 minutes... The locomotive leaves the station. All of Ken Barkley's college football picks for the weekend. So you're watching the show right now. You're listening. Do not change that dial. Do not go anywhere. See, like people were banging on Al Michaels last night for saying, like, don't change the dial. Like, well, Al, like, yeah. you're, on, you're on Amazon. I feel like I'm right. kind of like, I just said, like, don't change the dial. I guess, like, we're not only on streaming. But, but you say yeah. across the wire, too. Like, we're still getting, like, these. Cro- crossing like, the wire. But that I say, like, as a joke. Like, I, like... Like I'm sure. unironically, unironically saying, don't, don't, don't turn the dial. Like, I'm ironically saying, yeah, Al still has thing. a dial. Also, there's no way Al still has a dial. Al has like some prototype television that we haven't found out about yet. That's some like advanced technology or something. No, my my guess is Al's got so much money that he literally has someone just like change the channel for him. Would be my guess. No, you pro- <laughs> honestly, he probably has the actors come to his house and just enact the episodes in front of him. <laughs> that's probably that's God probably bless. what happens. Oh, you know what? So I haven't seen that. that uh, I haven't seen that Seinfeld in a little bit. Yeah, hey, Jerry, do you want to come over and do season three, episode two real quick? Yeah, I'll get the gang together. Here's here's $10 million. And by the way, yeah, uh, yesterday, I think I saw this on Twitter, was the anniversary of the episode with the Seinfeld table read of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is one of my favorite episodes yeah. in the entire series, which features the very dirty joke that Marty Funkhauser tells Jerry Seinfeld, which is still to this day makes me laugh. Anyway, let's get some bets for this weekend. And to do that, well, well PJ is going to join us in just a second, and he's going to give us bets for college football and the National Football League. But that sound that you hear around the country, the bookies are starting to get really nervous. You know why that is, Jake? 
Oh, yeah. When you hear the glass, it's your bookies derriere. The Glassman, P.J. Glasser, joins us on the show to give us bets for the NFL and college football. P.J. on Twitter at P.J. Glasser 9. You can check P.J. out weekdays here on the BetQL Network. Send it in on all our social uh, platforms. The show is fantastic. It, P.J. goes for like a half an hour straight. He's brilliant. Like, you got to check out Send It In on all our social platforms. Noon, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, excuse me, weekdays here on the BetQL Network. And then inside the betting lines from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern every single Sunday, live from National Harbor in D.C. with our good friend J.P. Flame. P.J., welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, how's it going? What's going on, guys? Yeah, I got to tell you, the bookies, they better be careful this week because the glass man <laughs> likes the board, both in the NFL <laughs> and in college. So... I'm excited to give out some plays. The glass man likes the board. That's uh, just pr- thank you, thank you for that, PJ. I appreciate <laughs> it. Awesome. I see. Uh, I see. We're on a lot of dogs this week. I agree with a bunch of these actually, which I was happy to see. Uh, these these big time college football teams that are in, you know, I guess like letdown spot is the wrong word for a couple of them, but just like, are they going to make it to the finish line and make the college football playoff? Oregon has covered a lot of numbers this year. Kind of an interesting game for them. They got Oregon State next week, obviously, and like one of their games of the year. They play Arizona State, who has been a really hot, cold, funny team this year. And Oregon's laying a big, big number, 23 and a half, 24 on the board right now. You say you love the board this week. Uh, what are we doing in this game, Oregon and Arizona State? Yeah, Ken, I, I like the Sun Devils this week, plus 23 and a half. It's really all about the head coach for Arizona State. His name's Kenny Dillingham. He used to be the OC under Dan Lanning at Oregon the last couple of years. So he's worked with Bo Nix. He knows that team really well. He knows Oregon's offense really well. Arizona State, you know, they played Washington really tight earlier this year. So they're one of those teams that can kind of get up against the elite in the Pac-12 and play them kind of close. The last three team, the last three times these teams have played, the game has been decided by three or fewer points. The state of Arizona is kind of like a house of horrors for Oregon. It seems like... Every other year, the Ducks take a ranked team either into Tucson or to Tempe, and they trip up. It just almost seems like it happens. So I don't know if they lose the game. I personally am going to sprinkle a little 12-1 to on the money line just because we haven't had that crazy upset in college this year. And Arizona State beating Oregon wouldn't shock me just because we've kind of seen it before. But I certainly love them with the points and uh, just the familiarity with Dillingham and this Oregon team. We love when the glass man joins the show. He has a ton of bets always to give out. PJ, we don't we only we don't have like a ton of time left, so let's let's try and keep these like thirty to forty five seconds so we can fit all the glass man's plays in. PJ, let's go to uh, Tennessee and Georgia this weekend. What do we like here in the SEC? Guys, last week we were talking Georgia Ole Miss. I told you I like Georgia, and it's just when people don't feel like Georgia is gonna roll a team when they kinda like the dog in the matchup. That's when Georgia tends to look like Georgia. And this week, it's the opposite. With how Tennessee looked against Mizzou, nobody wants to back Tennessee. And then obviously, with how Georgia looked against Ole Miss, everybody's back in Georgia. Now they're number one, according to the playoff committee. Tennessee's one of those teams. They're so different at home than they are on the road. And this is their Super Bowl. This is the game that they have been looking for all year. So I like Tennessee to keep it close. I like them plus 10 and a half. Yeah, I would say one of the it was supposed to be one of the games of the year last year. It didn't really play out that way. Georgia like absolutely throttled. That was the game where Hooker tore his knee too, right? The Hennon Hooker injury that I think that happened in that game, or at least he got sacked a ton in that game. And then Tennessee like lost a bunch of games to close the season. Didn't end up quite as good. Maybe maybe revenge. We'll see. PJ, stay. Uh, go back to the Pac-12. We were we were talking about Arizona State, Oregon before Arizona and Utah. 
less glamorous. Neither of these teams probably going to go to the Pac-12 title game. But Arizona's given like a really good accounting of themselves recently. What are we looking at here, side or total? Yeah, we're going to the total, Ken. I like under 45 and a half. This Utah team this season, it feels like when we're looking at the total, they kind of play to whichever team they're going up against. When they play elite offensive teams like USC, Washington, those games go over the total. When they play teams that are solid on defense, when they play UCLA, when they play Oregon State, you know, they played Baylor and Florida earlier in the year when both them and those teams were kind of trying to figure them themselves out on offense. Those games went under. Arizona's a really solid team. They're good on defense, and they're kind of – a game control type offense. And I think that's how they're going to try and want to win this game. So I think this is too many points. Utah's defense is still really good. I like under 45 and a half. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Getting bets on the gridiron for the weekend with the Glassman. Bookies, watch your back on Twitter at PJ Glasser at nine. Glassman, let's go to the National Football League. What do you have for us here? So speaking of Arizona, about the Arizona Cardinals taking on CJ Stroud and the Texans in Houston. Nick, favorite bet of the week. I love Arizona plus five and a half. I like them on the money line as well. I think they win the game. Like, this is what makes the NFL so great. It's a week-to-week league. Everybody just watched Houston have that huge win over Cincinnati. They have Jacksonville upcoming next week, which is a huge game. This is a nice little sandwich spot to fade them. And I like the fact that we're getting a healthy Arizona team, right? Kyler's back. James Conner's back. Looked pretty good last week against Atlanta. I also like the fact we're getting Kyler Murray as a dog. He's 21-12-2, uh, ATS in his career as a dog. 16-8, and eight, ATS as a road dog. Don't love Kyler when he's the favorite, but I do like him when he's the dog and when we're getting a good amount of points like this. Everybody's hyping up Stroud for MVP. I love Stroud. He's awesome. But we did that with Brock Purdy after the Dallas win, and then he turned around and lost to the Browns as a double-digit favorite. So that's the NFL. When people are high on a team, they tend to have letdown performances. I think we could get one out of Houston this week. So I think the Cardinals win this game, guys, and I love them as five-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, we did, we did that MVP combo with Lamar Jackson. They lost to the Browns. They had a two-touchdown lead in the game going into that game. They lost the game. It's, it's funny how that works, right, where just the hype team yeah. ends up kind of laying an egg, basically. Uh, Giants and Commanders. PJ, I, I, I said earlier in the week I, I really like – the Giants in this game, even though nobody wants them, even though they might be quitting, whatever. Big point spread. Gone down a little bit, eight and a half, nine on the board right now. How about the Giants and the Commanders here in about 30 seconds? I like the Giants too, Ken. This is all about not trusting Washington to win a game by this many points when they're expected to do so. We saw them as six-point favorites against the Bears, lost that outright. We saw them big favorites week one against Arizona, needed a fourth-quarter comeback. This is just a franchise that's not used to being in these spots. It's a divisional game. I think the Giants muck it up, keep it ugly, and like you said, just too many points. I like the Giants as well. Glassman, let's close with the Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football at Arrowhead, where apparently Taylor Swift will be in attendance. Can't wait for that. PJ, uh, question number one. Question number one. Are you a Swifty? And then what are you doing with the Chiefs and the Eagles on Monday Night Football? Casey laying two and a half. Wouldn't consider myself a Swifty. I, I mean, I like her. I like her music, but I'm certainly not as hardcore as, as some of the other people. Like her, though. I will be locked into this game, and I like Kansas City at home, guys. I like a minus the two and a half. Mahomes is 30-1 and one straight up 
in November, December, and January regular season games. The guy just does not lose this time of year. Both teams obviously coming off a bye. It feels like the Eagles are kind of due for another loss, though. If we're getting Mahomes under the three as as a home favorite, I'm, I'm going to take that. So I like the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a great game, but uh, give me Kansas City on Monday night. PJ, what is the best Taylor Swift song if you had to pick one and only one? I like, I've always liked the song Mean the best. That's my favorite. How does it go? I'm being, I, I, I do, I am asking you Someday to sing because it's funny. I, I don't know what it is. I'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever going to be is mean. Didn't oh. think I was going to sing on You Better You Bet today, but there you go. Not PJ, yeah. PJ, PJ hashtag board, filling man. himself. But you know yeah. what? Look, like, you know, like Taylor Swift's got some good songs. I, I, I like Antihero. That one's really good. I, I like Cruel mm. Summer. But the best song in the history of songs, Jake, is what? I mean, you know what? Taylor Swift will impress me. Come up with a top yeah. 40 banger with This Is The Beat. Well, That's what I want. Let's remix that. That's yeah, remix that, yeah. Taylor, you loser. The Glassman joining us here on You Better You Bet on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9. Send it in weekdays, 1 o'clock Eastern, here across all our social platforms. Inside the betting line, Sunday, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern, with our pal JP Flame, live from Washington, D.C. Glassman, we sincerely appreciate it. Good luck with the bets this weekend. If we don't catch up with you before the holidays, happy Thanksgiving, my friends, to you and your family. Yeah, you guys as well. Appreciate you having me as always. All right, the glass man joining us here on You Better You Bet. I just think it would be great at some point. It doesn't have to be our show, any show, for, like, host to say to a guest, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And they'd be like, yeah, well, piss off. Hope it's a terrible one for you and yours. <laughs> on the other side, we'll board the locomotive. Ken Barkley's college card coming up for the weekend.